Grace is life itself. Without it, there is no life. Grace is the heart. Grace is the soul. It is the presence of God. Sometimes we do. I understand that we are the isness, but also the perceiver or the seer of isness. Yes. Um, okay. It's not, it's not that isness is uh, what, what I mean by isness. What is meant by isness? What is meant by isness? Actually, um, is totally um, invisible to the ordinary senses, and you know, yeah. beyond the capacity of the mind to. They're going to catch it through true imagination or through visualizations. It's none of these things. So how can it be recognized? You see, is the one thing I would say that is. That's why I call it a non-phenomenal recognition, meaning that it's not one thing recognizing another thing. Mm. It's like something becoming aware of itself or recognizing itself, but not in a dualistic way. Mm. Um, and. Uh, it can feel like everything else that is recognizable feels like it's other than the thing which recognizes it. Mm. But isness is not like that. I mean, sometimes we have a subtle um, sort of projection that we are perceiving isness, mm. and the mind has created some subtle, subtle, subtle image or thing to say. But if if that were the case. That which perceived that isness would also be outside of the isness, hmm. or, or beyond it in some some way. So when I say that you know the the perceiving of isness is uh, non-phenomenal and is non-dualistic, it means that is the is the really the natural and un unlearned way of recognizing oneself, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because the Consciousness in its mode of personhood, it um, it quickly adopts and adapts to that mode of consciousness, and so it's almost impossible by itself to recognize its source, because as soon as it manifests in form and with identity with the form, it is. Um, it becomes addicted to experiencing, mm. and the, the traffic of attention is tends to be just outward towards the sense objects or towards whatever images we project. You see, yes. so for this, the, the the direction must change. It must be that the attention begins to be pulled inwardly, mm. you know, to the source from where everything else is perceived. Mm. It cannot directly perceive the source. Um, as an object or as a as a shape because it's beyond all shapes all the other um, qualities that make something perceivable 
like weight and size and height or color design and mm -hmm. things like that, uh, um, it's beyond them mm -hmm. because they are perceived in it. They are perceived in it and by it, but itself cannot be perceived separately. Mm -hmm. You see, so the the the, the perceiver and the isness they must be one in at one point you know it's mm. not like uh, so i say that uh, the isness can only be perceived by isness mm. how is that possible because it's a non phenomenon we're not used to that term because that term also just came for me in my desperateness to try and find a word that can be used i don't know if that is such a good one but it 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 it, it, it kind of works you know in uh, in my daily movements i'm not looking towards maybe in the beginning it feels like that like looking towards you know the the source of the isness or the the source as the isness i'm not doing this it's it's become completely natural that everything begins and you know unfolds and is perceived uh, inside the isness itself including even the functioning of perception mm. is known mm. which we cannot actually deny yes. that whatever is known or perceived or thought about or imagined or any of the functions of the intelligence or the intellect or the sense of personhood shaped and influenced by conditioning and so on all of that is uh, a kind of phenomenon. It's all uh, appearances inside something, mm. and that something inside which they come and go. Where I say it is like the clouds passing. That 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 is the self. Mm. I was given an example, a very simple thing. You know, just brushing your teeth. You know? Just brushing your teeth. Huh? As you're moving, your actions—they—they they are going on. They're very vigorous for, for many people. They're something, and the moving, the teeth, and everything knows what to do, and and the the purpose of brushing the teeth, the timing—all of that is perceived. The brushing while you're doing it, brushing the teeth. You see, there's something that is totally not involved in it at all. Into that intelligence that is present. That is your place. Mm. Now, someone may ask, and it's a beautiful exercise actually, and I would recommend the people they try, you know, because for a number of years I've been trying to find simple ways to point towards the self that are not sort of like strenuous practices and all it's not involving a lot of mentality and so on, but just to point to mm. something that cannot be touched by the pointing. There must be something in one who listens that can complete the pointing by by recognition. You see, yes. and so exercises uh, like just like what I'm showing just now are things ways in which the self can again recognize itself through this pure reflection of these pointers, or you know, into the, the mirror of pure intelligence. You know. And so this is this, that was one of them. I had other ones where I was saying that we <clears throat> that 
we had to take a certain kind of reading from you, and yet you, you had to be. It was an instrument that we devised to, to just measure in any particular moment what is completely natural in you. It's a kind of game, and I would say um, you have to come into this um, room, step in this place, but you cannot bring anything that is unnatural. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, your feelings, your contact lenses. Airing aids, you know, metals in the body, anything that didn't belong organically, it's going to be scanned, and in some painless way, it's just going to be taken out. We'll put back in a moment. This is a game we're playing, and people seem to want to cooperate with it. So that's all. That's not original for you. With you, we'll take that out. You know? So even the nail polish, false fingernails, any things like that, we'll take them out. Then we have your. Natural weight at this given moment. Mm. So stay with it, and I say, now all the thoughts that you acquired, they were not original to you. Also, mm. they're not organically, they're not original to your pure self. So they have also going to be taken out. So everything, all your sentiments and memories and all of these things, we're just going to just. We found a way of just kind of taking them out. Mm-hmm. So we're just taking them now. Everything goes. Your thoughts, your self-image, your projection, everything is being sieved out. Everything. There we go. Boom. It's done. Empty. Okay. Now all that is here is what remains now. And it was found to be a very, very immediate way of experiencing one's emptiness as one's own self, you know. So that was perhaps the earlier, the earliest, some of the earliest um, stages of the invitation. You know? mm. So I was always trying to find a way to put it, and still the mind will try to come. But that's also perceivable, yes. you, because, in fact, the mind coming even in the most subtle ways and being detected yes. is also part of the the revelation of the exquisiteness and immaculateness of the self. You know? But the self cannot be seen, mm. though the self sees. You know? It sees even the function of seeing. Yes. You see. So when the attention is allowed to be guided through these pointers back to the first the first expression and prior to the first expression some recognition happened in that second mm. but it's not of a thing you see yes so this is why mm. I, um, say that the recognition of the isness cannot happen in any instrument other than by the isness itself. Mm-hmm. By isness is a funny word. I don't know how it came about. I was searching again to find um, a word a word that could be functional for now to point to that. And I didn't want to use the words which are already used because they already carry so much connotations and you know, um, maybe religious kind of um, Sway or something, mm. you know, the religious kind of um, association. 
and I wanted just to 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 see it in its in its freshness before it it be it became sort of like um, conceptualized as belonging to a specific group or something yes. like that. I just wanted to see it in its complete freshness mm-hmm. and um, purity. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel this drive um, that was um, in my heart, having uh, having come to that seeing. And naturally, in somehow wishing to convey that, so that others could see, and could see the simplicity, could recognize the simplicity of the self, you know. Then I I was on the hunt, because something was told through some ancient scriptures that it was exceedingly rare for a human being to come to that recognition, and yet, and also. There are still deepenings that are going to happen inside the initial realization. Mm. There's something amazing that something is deepening, and yet at the same time, in this unchanging awareness, mm. you know, yes. something that cannot fully be grasped until you're inside the experience of the seeing. Mm. So. The deepening is in the understanding, or it's more the manifest. The, the, the deepening, we can read it in another way. That the deepening could be interpreted like the the, the continuous draining away of the egoic influences that still that still are contributing to, you know. And it's okay. That's okay too, because when that is seen and not embraced. Mm. As a fact of identity of who we are, mm. then it kind of just just a cloud passing also. Yes. But it just continues while the life form exists mm. and the life force is in it and consciousness is present. You know, um, the the potential for the thought activity, certain amount of um, certain amount of an energy, an energy to attract it, the intelligence to go back into contact with mm. things, and which is by themselves not not a problem, but then creating relationships with them necessarily invites a kind of a person kind of feeling. Yeah. So what I'm saying actually that the pure pure experiencing is totally beautiful. It doesn't create any conflict with with the what is. But when we start to have a desire to be a certain way and to be something else or these type of things, then it wakes up the um, the tendencies to, or it wakes up the the this uh, identity again yes. to go back into identity, and the belief in identity, not just the perceiving of identity, but the belief. Yes. In identity uh, becomes a blindness to the possibility, and it kind of cools down the attractive the attraction towards the self, mm-hmm. the natural attraction towards the self. So, yes. Um, do we need a form so to experience, contemplate ourselves? Yes. 
So the I scene feel, comes with the... Well, somehow, that which is so perfect and complete cannot It's almost like it's so innocent, it is nothing other than it. Mm. Mm. So to appreciate it itself, it has to somehow some dichotomy has to happen, some sense of separation, mm. that uh, there is a sense of one thing contemplating that it could it could appear or manifest in a, in a, such a way that it could function through the intellect and through the powers of discernment and and to have experience and the experience of otherness and to feel a certain sense of individuality all of these yes. things had to also um, awaken itself you know which it cannot do by itself and I gave example when I when I was first presented with this type of question I gave an example of uh, that I could think of was when I was uh, a young boy. You know, I remember one incident when we were playing, um, you know, football or cricket in this little road that hardly any cars come behind my house. You know, and some um, some tourists were passing by, and they, you know, they. I think I felt like it was a woman who said, you know, like you, you all live in paradise. You live in mm-hmm. paradise, you know, because we're living by. A place that looks like a rainforest by the sea, or something, you know. So, she was saying. So, um, we could not really comprehend how, how that must have felt to her. I just knew mm. that we knew the word like paradise, maybe from the Bible. I don't know if even that was a reference to me at the time. I didn't. even just said, "Oh, thank you," because we we could see energetically that that was meant as something nice. But I couldn't put that in paradise you know like you know we're growing up with our you know we have no money and blah 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 we play around like this no? mm-hmm. and um then some years later i uh, traveled for the first time came to europe you know mm-hmm. to the uk and lived in the uk for a while also very fine yes. but uh, then after 5 years i returned you know yes and there was a certain point that the bus makes a turning around a corner, and the whole, the old sort of um, port, and the, and the, the island, and the, and and the, the the town becomes just visible mm-hmm. right, with the background of the mountains and so on, and the feeling just came. This is paradise. Ah. You see, yes. my point is that I, I really could not appreciate that before because you're just there. Yes, you know, you're mm-hmm. just. Uh, you're just there, you know. You're not really thinking, "Wow, we live in such a beautiful place." Mm. You have to have some other experiences to shape, to have a kind of comparison, to have a comparative yeah. perspective, and then to to really say, oh, "This is beautiful." Mm. So you kind of need to experience ugliness. I'm not saying England is ugly. I'm just saying <laughs> that uh, you have to have some contrasting experience in order to, to appreciate the opposite uh, yeah. feeling. You see? Yes, yes. So we have to feel a sense of separation also, to feel the feeling of unity and mm-hmm. and oneness, mm-hmm. to have some way in which we can gauge that. Yes. It feels yes. like that and presently. That's the way that I can think of it. That you know, um, that uh, the pure self. 
like has no reason, cannot be pushed to want to know itself. It's just like it's like it's a perfect. It's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. Just like we are, what we are. You know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I've never been to say Malawi or you know, sort of you know Egypt or something. But if I would meet someone from Egypt. I feel like they are Egypt, you know. They cannot give they are from Egypt, so they carry the vibration or something, however diverse their expression might be. Mm-hmm. They are from Egypt, and so that will give a certain quality of perception for me, you know, yes. that I met the country through the person. And in a similar way, I feel that um, We need, we the self needed to have the taste of variety, mm-hmm. to have comparative experiences and so on. Yes. And for a long time, our attention is pulled towards names and forms, and, and you know, yes. um, and interacting with them produces a sense of experiencing something different, and we love the sense of differences, and we are attracted to the to, to sense of opposites, and so on. All of this, for me, I call like the dance of the life. Mm-hmm. But that life can continue in some way. It is a kind of preparation, a kind of slow cook, to prepare the being, to prepare the beingness to reach a certain place where they can be naturally attracted to uh, the self, because without that attraction to the self and then, and a recognition, a real recognition of the self, we we cannot wake up. Mm. You will take this life to be all there is, and that's that's reality for you. That yes. I am this person. This is me. This is my. This is you're looking at me, and so on. When you look at my body, you're looking at me. Mm. So this very this surface instrument through which we can, this beautiful as it is actually, as an instrument of perception, for, for causing consciousness to perceive and to experience diversity, it is only a kind of a vehicle in some way, an mm. instrument, a kind of suit that the consciousness wears in order to, to have experiences and uh, to have the sense of its own autonomy. That mm. feeling had to be there, but uh, it's, it's, it's not a true autonomy. You know? Because it's depending upon so many factors. Once it, once the belief, which is the power within the body, to comprehend and to perceive and to experience and to deliberate and discern all these powers, for a while they seem to be in service only to the sense of personhood. Yes. And we live in that realm. We don't know how long, you know, because just like we forget yesterday and last week. We forget perhaps our previous lives also. Why not? You know? Mm-hmm. So we don't know how long you've been walking on the face of this earth yes. or elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So we don't know that. Mm-hmm. But what you do know naturally is that you're here. You know? yes. And you can begin to, if guided rightly, to to have a sense, to, to have a sense that you are that you are more than your form. And more than the things that were taught to you, or 
more than your conditioning yes. because of the fact that they are perceivable you know and because they are perceivable it actually points to something which must be doing the perceiving it cannot be inside the thing itself a cloud cannot witness itself passing a road doesn't know it's going somewhere a tree doesn't know it's growing. It doesn't feel, you know. It's, yes. you know. It takes an, a, a, some intelligence, something that is there, that is not part of that process, to perceive it. Yeah. You know, and that's these are the, the pointers that I use to try and catch the, the the intelligence of the being to say recognize this because it tends to go towards, out of habit, the serving the person, and uh, just uh, such narrow and shallow goals. Hmm. That a person aspires for, you know, like just to, like, because the, those forces work uh, upon the consciousness that has been narrowed down to believing itself to be a person. Yeah. You know, it's um, we naturally have to eat and and rest and work and desire, you know. And desire for company, desire for relationship, desire for children, desire for fame, desire for security, desire for power, desire for life, you know? Yes. All these things are very virile forces inside the human um, kingdom. Yes. You know? And it's like enough to keep the human mode of consciousness occupied and preoccupied for quite a long time. You know? So where it can be, because there seem to be no outer references for why the 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 intelligence should turn inside. I mean, like we're not used to that. For what reason would we go inside? You know, when everything seems to be outside, as far as we perceive, which is like the things that we'd want, they come through the senses and the projection of the mind, as. Hmm, you may say imagination and uh, projections and fantasies and ideas spun out from the particular play of the elements in the form of a personality or a person you know everything is so unique and what make one turn inside and not stay in well yes i mean uh, I can give just my intuitive feeling about that, and I would say what makes us turn inside. A different thing is one is like our usual paradigm and way of looking is upset, mm. is jerked out of its its comfort zone, yes. like an accident or something, you know, some intense experiencing, mm. or someone that you know dies or something like that, yes. or maybe a relationship breakup or, you know, it kind of because otherwise the consciousness goes to sleep in the form of personhood. Yes. It kind of just wants to be comfortable and don't upset me and don't rock my boat and I'll just go along nicely. But it's a, it's a, it's a going along that is you know, is heading for a waterfall or it's it's it ends in a kind of death or something, which is not a bad thing actually because it moves on. It cannot you know. So. Hmm. What motivates this internness? You know? So, like I say, those things can trigger, but there are other factors also. Other things. You may come across a book, or maybe there's there's already some interest or curiosity 
about things that don't fit into the usual paradigm of understanding and perception, or something may happen and you know awaken within you some powers or some abilities within your own you know construct of that individualized consciousness. And so, and also the biggest of them is that it is what we are. <laughs> it, it it is what we are, and uh, in truth, you know, rather than what we imagine ourselves to be, or what we have become through conditioning or um, misunderstanding or something. So it's it's naturally where we are, in just the same way that when we experience something intensely, you know, something search for rest and for space and peace. Yes, yes. You know. Yes. Uh, there's something in us that seems to turn our attention towards the heart when we're kicked, you know, yes. or shaken, or you know. Yeah. And I see that as a sort of blessing. Mm. You know, we don't feel like that at the time because mm. our comfortable world is, you know, is all shuffled up or something. So I feel it is what we are, and it's just a question of time. I mean, in God's will, when I say God, you know, it's um, when I say God, it is so wide, it's so powerful, and yet it's so one. Yes. You know, I mean, I don't. You know, I mean, in whatever way we conceive God to be, normally we are conceiving God to be some almighty power. An intelligence that that cares for us, or who has whichever, whatever, depending upon our religious programming and so on, we can see God as being very stern and you know, just judging or something. Or you can experience God as a supreme kindness and mm. and love and, and so on. No? Mm. It all shaped by it's all shaped by um, partly our conditioning and your inner experience. Mm. You know. And the different religions are created in some way, not by man. Actually, it's, it's stimulated by the God Self. Actually, because there have to be these rivers that are flowing towards the ocean, and they're all flowing towards the one ocean, but they're proud in themselves. They consider that they are the only ones that's carrying water or something. But all of them are coming, and all of them are, you know, put in place by this by this creative intelligence, this power, the supreme power. But it doesn't reveal itself that easily. First, we have to. It's like we have to taste the the limitations, the the the, the smallness of an egoic identity. To feel a sense of difference and conflict and jealousies and fears and all of these things, we must taste them. Yeah, yeah, we must taste them. Uh, because the more we taste them, the more we can appreciate our original being. Somehow, I'm just my words. I'm just feeling like this, and um, gradually, as it awakens within us, you know, because there's a certain sense of a kind of autonomy. Although, in that autonomy, uh, a person, so-called, can never do anything that makes God feel like, "Whoa, I wasn't, I didn't think of that." You see what I'm saying? It's 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 so interwoven. Mm. So, in a sense, you can say that, you know, um, our very thoughts are part of the the God play. Our delusions are part of the God play for a while, also. But not many people can appreciate this type of thing. 
because we have a concept that also limit God in our mm. own way of perceiving, you know. Like God stands for only beauty and purity, you know. Yes. Well, at different stages of your of your development, you perceive God in different ways, mm. you know. Some feel it's like a person, and they can only relate to God through, say, the person of, say, Christ or the Buddha or something. Mm. But what I call God is much greater than that, much wider than than all the saints and sages put together. Mm. You know, because it puts, it speaks to them to give to, to put into the world the the particular flavouring he wants to put to create a certain kind of movements. But then it starts to get very misty for most human beings, because our our desires are so um, linked with our bodies and our identity, mm. and so that deep urge to come more towards the God field can only be stimulated by the pure joy of of awakening into into the, the God domain. Mm. You know, not just by mental. You know that also helps because even if you have only an intellectual grasp of the truth, it also brings a space there. But it is not enough. Yes. It's only as you are, you, you, when you say I, it's 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 not so fixed as before. You don't have like a, a, some kind of psychic photograph of yourself anymore. When you say I, you're not quite sure. This I is fusing in inside the the the, the great I amness. When you feel a sense I am. You're not quite sure where the, where the, where's the difference between the I am here as a person and the I am that is the God self. You know, it starts to diminish as you lose the sense of your egoic uniqueness. You naturally begin to um, experience much more globally, much more universally, and you intuitively start to think with the God mind. You see, what I call the God mind. So sometimes when I say that we honor that. It's not that we can flatter God or something like that, you know. It's just—it's so absolutely pure. It's so absolutely pure. We can't imagine, unimaginably pure. So, our lives somehow are just like bubbles inside the ocean, somehow. And yet, the DNA of our real nature is one with the supreme self. And I would put it in my own way that the height of the human expression. Is to awaken to its divine origin, to its true nature, you know, experientially. Um, and we see, because as you move more deeply into that inner climate of truth, you know, you do see when we meet beings who are still deeply involved in identity at a personal level. You see how deficient that state is, whereas you know, at one time you would not be able to perceive it as being deficient. You understand? Mm, yes. You see how our conversations are so um, simple in a very naive way. It is not imbued with the, the wisdom that comes when you begin to research yourself mm. or search for what is uh, yet yeah, what is what is what is truthful, mm. and that we can continue doing that for a very long time actually. That is the, for me. That is the, that is the, that is the. The fearful, the the sad, the, the, the horrible thing about it. Mm. You can just continue sleeping in, mm. unaware of your true nature, 
for a very long time, because also it's like time is nothing for God. It's also his creation. It's also play. Everything inside it. And I only go so far in my interactions with beings about these subjects because very quickly the mind comes in. You know, when you cannot comprehend it, you know, um, intravenously and directly, then the mind just catches it and then makes it into a kind of philosophy or something. So for me, it's what is important is that the food is now. You eat that now food. Don't put it in the fridge or something. No? And so something always seemed to bring my attention back to what is like the practical spirituality, you know, that what enables beings to, 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 what I say, come out of the whole and into the whole. So much, you know, the whole, the whole being, the person, and the whole being, the self, you know. Um, if they are open for that, because if they are open for that, I, I don't have much of a urge to to be with them, you know. It's just um, there's no attraction. It's like a vegetarian going to a meat restaurant. It's just like meat, you know, for an evening out or something. You know, it, it won't be fun. So in the same way, I I, I wouldn't. I don't find, not because of judgment. Just I, there, there is nothing there. It would be. It's not where I would. It's not the the environment I would most enjoy. You know. So it would have to be that um, I'm in the space where um, I don't know. We don't have to be always talking about truth either. You know, we just have to be true. <laughs> you know, in the sense that uh, the heart has a love for that, or you may not even be conscious of that. You know, of it in the terms that I'm speaking. Still, there's there's still some some level of awakening. You know, sort of like playing inside. Otherwise, I don't feel we'd be so attracted to each other. You know, mm. uh, it's like they say, like attracts like, or something. Mm. And the vibration, which is the quintessence of the, of the, of the consciousness, even in, in the human form, and that that is our. That's your pin number, you know, to truth somehow. That something is there. And you may say, no, I don't know anything about these things, so on. But perhaps very quickly, something inside is open to to recognize that, because it's not something that is so contrary to to your heart. It's maybe contrary to our mind, because the mind part is where we start to fantasize through and project and create and have misconceptions alive inside us. But the heart won't support that. Yes. You know. And I remember also one time when I went to the United States. Um, I went to one health food shop, and they were talking about um, you know, looking for medicine for something I had, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were doing this thing. She was. They were teaching, you know, to um, to hold a thing to your heart or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. When you ask, is this is this right for me? Put it next to something, or we do this muscle testing. What they were doing, mm-hmm. which is that, you know, if because the the the, the self will not support something that is not flowing in truth. So the, you put your hand out like this, and they will try and push your hand down, and you try and resist it, and you know, 
you do that and say, okay, is this right for me? You put your hand out and they pushed it. They were doing this and pushed the hand down. And oh, wow, like this, okay. And then they, you find another thing, you know, and they put, put their hand and they can't move. They can't push mm. it down. I said, wow, that was a completely new phenomenon for me because I knew that I'm not playing along with something. Just... And it's, it was a beautiful um, experience for me. And uh, that is true that the heart wasn't, wouldn't support it. Yes. You know? And so there are things that our heart would not really support. Not out of some kind of, you know, moral, you know, kind of, you know, strangeness or something or um, excessiveness, but just because it 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 is not nourishing the the self, you know. And it's a good indicator if we are aware of these things and like that. Gradually, as you come more deeply in, the the intuitive powers are flowing much much more naturally. We don't have to even do any kind of other thingness, you know. You just intuitively are moving in this kind of field of knowingness, without having kind of concrete knowledge. It's more 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 intuitive. I see. So. Hmm. So this comes with the deepening, as you mentioned. So yes, yes. As we deepen, <clears throat> then something starts to move very quickly. If, mm. if, if we are not holding on to something, yes. you know, mm. because if you are consciously or unconsciously holding on to something that you want to fulfil through the mind, mm, yes. or through the person, mm. then that also has a power. Mm. You'll find that you, your your searching can be going on for a long time, but you just won't cross over because. Underlying it is a fear that if you do, you will not be able to fulfil this desire for these mm. things. You see, they're very subtle things, yes. and it does come up. Uh, the truth, the God finds a way to bring it into the light of recognition. You know, yes. and you you do see maybe something somebody says, or you know. Yes. Um, at the same time, to jump out of that. Um, you know, you you can still have the capacity of recognizing the pure self, recognizing the pure self, feeling powerfully attracted to it, while there remain still some some residual desires or attractions or things to work out in that field. But by honoring the isness, by being in the isness, mm-hmm. those uh, those things they start to diminish in their magnetism for your attention, you know, like this. And uh, so, in a sense, you you are aware of the self. You're almost uh, experiencing the fruit and the vitamins of that recognition, mm. but maybe not to the fullness because we are still having uh, something in the back pocket. You know, you know, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, and good. it's misread as like you know, oh, yeah, look, you got something, but it's not like that because mm. we grow. Yeah, you know. Best true love, you know, and I mean, I'm talking about love, which is cutie cutie, sweetie pie love necessarily, <laughs> but the love which is also coupled with wisdom, mm-hmm. a love that 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 is intelligent, you know, yes. and uh, and by intelligent love I mean that it doesn't want to possess or something. Mm-hmm. It's quite happy just to radiate and to and to give, you know. It's not uncomfortable with receiving either. It's just what is it's it's you know that that uh, that 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 um, uh, 
love in that perfect way, you know. But as long as the the, the, the human mode, the, the the mode of personhood is there, there will always be some tensions in in the life a little bit, you know. It is there, and I think it is also good. Another thing that happens is that you begin to see everything as good, every opportunity, because you take them. You know, yes. it's like life shows you something, and you see that when you eat this fruit, it's really wonderful. And I just give you some space that you, you say, "Whoa, this is amazing!" You know, yes. it's not that you. Sometimes you eat some sour fruits, you know, and you might find, you know, what I kind of needed that as well too, but you you, you do feel it, you know? yes. and. Uh, Thank you, because it clarified an idea that I was carrying, mm. that one day the person would vanish, mm. and that's it. <laughs> it's like an event, but it, it, has, it doesn't have an end. It's, yeah. uh, it's well, no, it has an end. It has an end, in a sense, because it's like... Um, in, in, in your, it can happen also just in a flash also something can be an impact of an experience can be so powerful partly also because the being has already been you know researching and and, and, and you know and their capacity to 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 recognize the truth is so alive that it just needs a push and it's like it can feel like wow you know, but that's been going on for a while, in a way, and so like this. Mm-hmm. But um, so one is like opening a curtain quickly, like this, no? and the other one is opening and seeing that the window is much longer. <laughs> and pulling the curtain, and I'm saying, my God, and the, the light is coming, you know, coming more and more, and the, and the darkness is fleeing more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and, and I think that's it for for most of us, you know. Mm-hmm. That um, for a while there's a toing and froing mm. between the the sense of the personhood and coming back into this the state of grace and and again back into personhood. Mm, and yes. Something keeps, you know, you know, you have a sort of like a, you know um, double nationality kind of thing. You know, you keep going between the different places a little bit, but gradually you're developing more taste for what is just true and what mm. just what is just peace and it's not. Yes. Is not up to something, mm. and yet anything can happen. It's not. It's not a prude, you know. Mm. It's not uh, pretentious. It's not selfish. It's not arrogant. It's not possessive. Mm. It's not insecure. You know. Mm. You're feeling more the state where whoa, there's 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 nothing to speak about this, mm. no. And you go into states where you have a little fight with somebody, and you come back here, and you have a lot of and think, why, why is this happening? You know, I don't even want to do this, you see. But it's almost like um, um, when the when the snake is changing skin, and almost all of it is gone, and just is a little bit left dangling around the tail. Well, maybe all of it actually is just dangling around the tail, and. He has to try and find something. It just doesn't come off. Like it's more, it's some extra glue is there, or something, you know. 
He has to go between some tight rocks or something and uh, to pull them off. Sometimes it can feel like that. That you know, you're you're really standing in the sunlight, but your feet are so cold because you're standing in cold water. You know, and you know you have to come come out into the full to take the full effect of that warmth. You know? The joy of this, even the slow dissolution of the egoic sense, uh, corresponds obviously to the openness, and that something feels like it's transcending the, the lower realms. You know, it feels it's very tangible. You know, feels much more spacious. And when you search for a centre for the person inside, you, you cannot find either that centre or the person. It's very beautiful. You know? Because the person has to be practised, you know, has to get person food, which is trouble basically quite often, and desire and aspiration, you know, and it can seem as though when you come into the purity of the self, you're you're losing the, you know, the 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 the, the passion of the of the of personhood or you know the depth of you know personhood and uh, you know uh, it can feel like you are losing that. But it's actually not at all like that, because in fact you see that you don't need a relationship to just be trouble and to be, you know, uh, you know, because as your old self becomes more purified in in that, you know, the trouble is going out of it, and you find that there can be a compatibility and something very, very beautiful, but not in the way that you that you were used to. It may feel like, wow, I never, I never knew this is possible. It's not like you knew it. You know, although the more you come back into this, the more it just feels like it's not necessarily that I always knew this or I knew this before. Maybe some little seed of that purity is in you, and uh, it just something just feels so totally right. You know, something feels so totally right. You're happy for no reason, actually. You're at peace. Even in times that would ordinarily be felt as being full of turmoil or something, there's a kind of peace. Even in, even when things uh, go a certain way, where others would feel like this is so terrible, it's something that feels like a, a, a serenity and a gratitude for life in all its expressions. You know? These are the sort of signs, in some way. You know, not that you're looking for them, but they come, and then you see them. You think, whoa. It's, it's so so amazing how this is. Like at whatever level the consciousness is experiencing at, living at, there's there's a life force there. There's a life way there. Mm-hmm. And so people feel reasonable, even in the big difficulties. They feel comfortable in their life, in to some extent, mm-hmm. comfortable with their discomforts. Maybe you can say, like we, you know, yes. we adapt to that, yes. but we can also adapt to. Higher states of consciousness, very, very naturally, because that is our essential being. Everything goes, you know. So, like I was saying, I mean, we don't know how long we've been experiencing through the paradigm of personhood. We don't know if it's this life or many other lives. But just in the same way that, you know, if I ask you something about. You know, Tuesday afternoon, you you really would have to really dig up or go to your books or something to find out what you were doing, no? 
What if I talk about, you know, five years ago, you know, on that Wednesday, you know, the fifteenth of April? I mean, it's gone. What to talk about another life? You, there's nothing, you know. And it's good that life naturally moves off those kind of focuses, mm. so you can leave them and find the thing which is fresh, because everything is changing. Also, mm. this conversation is going to come to an end. What we talk about, maybe the quintessence of it, may stay somewhere inside you, and that begins to bear fruit as well too. We, you know. Sometimes I feel that I come naturally to a point where I just don't speak anymore because, you know, I'm not pushing speaking, but sometimes I don't feel for it at all, you know. But it would correspond to the capacity in the beings who listen to um, benefit from silence. I feel I'm always silent, actually, when I'm speaking or not. This comes from the same place. If I'm sitting here without speaking or with speaking, it doesn't make any difference to what is. But as long as it it needs to be framed into concepts in order to convey something to help the beings to transcend concepts, then maybe the talking and this type of thing will go on. You see how these things work. I was just passing. I was passing the car. I saw you. You know. I said, I want to go and say hello. And I just came and stopped. I was going down, and I just stopped there. I said, yes, And she was here talking to her mum. You know. I said, Ah, say hello to mum. Hi, mum. How are you doing? This kind of stuff. And then we just sat down, and it's good, you know. Actually, it's good recorded it also yes. too, because I feel that some some beings would benefit from from what we were sharing. You know, mm-hmm. very good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wash away our pain, set us free from the bondage of our selfish ways. Help us all come together as one human race. The warriors of the rainbow come to make a change. Why do we crave this negativity?